What's going on, everybody? How you doing? What's hey, up, guys? How we go? How we doing? Everybody, welcome to the Investor Thrive Podcast, uh, InvestorThrive.com. If you haven't checked it out, they're sponsoring this uh, podcast. They're also, this is their studio, Investor Thrive Studio. Investor Thrive Studio. If you haven't checked it out, I think you've checked it out, right? Dude? I have of checked it out. Of course you checked it out. You yeah. left me a good review because we've, you know, we've helped you a little bit about yeah. real estate, a little yeah. bit, taught you a little bit about it. So, um... Yeah, so InvestorThrive.com, if you haven't checked it out, it's a, it's a place where real estate investors go to learn uh, some tips and tricks on how to wholesale, how to, how to, do, real how to do real estate, and how to improve their personal lives. There's some uh, personal help, uh, what do we do, personal development on there, development. You know, so you can go in there and improve your lives if you need to improve your life, not just you know monetarily with money, but you need to improve it um, you know, physically, whatever, temporally. You are what you think, man. You are. Yeah, and you secret. are what you do. You like the secret. I'm all about the, the law of attraction. Law of attraction. Could, there you go. We could go on for days. Well, I love it. So, hey, anyway, welcome, everybody, to the podcast. We got our friend, best friend, my best friend. No, right yes, here. for a minute. It's good to be here. Jordan Weyburn. back. Now, we brought him on. He's an insurance agent, correct? I am. And you own your own? Yeah, I own my own agency. Agency. So, yes. it's not you're just not just an insurance agent. You own your own agency. That's I'm an like, uh, agent owner, That's a say. That's a step up, right? I'd what say so. That, what does that mean? Tell us what that means. Um, well, obviously, there's quite a big buy-in when you go and you start a business. You get more money. Off, right? You, yeah. yeah, you're obviously, you're getting all the meat off the bone, but within that regard, just like anyone that owns a business, you have overhead, right? So okay. I have employees I have to pay. Um, I have a lease, obviously, that I have to pay. And then, you know, from there, it kind of, you know, compounds and grows, right? That's obviously okay. what why I got into the business. So you so. could technically just be an insurance agent, under a uh, agency, yeah, or a broker, or yeah. So technically, like, I, I'm a captive agent, right? So there's a ton of captive companies. There's like State Farm, All State Farmers. You've like heard of Progressive, Geico. Um, that's those are captive companies. So I'm is that mean captive because you can't sell for anybody else? Exactly. So okay. we American Families, who I represent, we also have other carriers that we own. Okay. Um, but. Just pulling on these cords. Yeah, here, yeah, pull that out, bro. Yeah. You get some move, head movement. There we go. But no, as far as uh, American Family, we own other companies like the General. You've probably seen. Like, oh, dude, you guys own the General. general. Yeah. How, how do they? Have even you met ar- Shaq yet? I wish, dog. I think they got Snoop Dogg. How is even the General now? even a real company? Like I, I see those commercials. I'm like, who calls the General? People do though. No we, offense we, to anyone that has the General, but no I, I look at it and I'm like. Come on, the general. So the general's for people that have <laughs> lots of tickets or people that have let their insurance lapse. Mm. So insurance is like you have to keep insurance rolling. Like you can never. So you're weak if you got the general. <laughs> <laughs> or you just need to have it for a little bit and then you can come get us. Oh, you know? gosh, that's so, funny. Yeah, the general, we rock that and many more other carriers. So You got enough headspace there to move? Okay, you're good. I'm good. <laughs> so... Investor Thrive Nation. You're probably wondering why we brought in an insurance agent, uh, agency owner on why the me? podcast. Well, I think insurance does tie into what we do. I mean, when we you buy a house. You need insurance when you buy a house. You need so. insurance when you buy a house. And, you know, as you started your journey, um, you started your agency like three years ago? Yeah, almost three years. We started wholesaling pretty much around the same time. Yeah. So it's interesting to see, you know, his job. And I want to ask some more questions about it. I think you guys would be interested. Because this is the thing. Like, wholesaling is cool, but it's not a, you don't have to do it full-time, right? There's a lot, and Real estate investing, you don't have to do full-time. We just decided to do it full-time. There's a lot of other full-time wholesalers and investors. But you can, Jordan, if you want, you could invest in real estate as yeah. you go. Um, and in your your business, so yeah. it's for everybody on here. This is not just just for wholesaling specifically. If this is your full time job, you can invest in real estate with any any job you have. You could, you know, I Corey, most you, people do it on the side. Yeah, right? you, you've interviewed oh, yeah. a lot of people uh, through you know trying to do our marketplace, and you found out the majority of people don't part time are part time. So casual yeah. investors, casual and, investors, and there's quite a few actually agents that. Because the biggest thing with insurance is obviously you're building up a book of clientele for a residual income, right? Same mm-hmm. as real estate. If you own lots of investing properties, like you're getting a residual income, right? So the more the merrier, and you're obviously seeing the long-term effect of that. So there's actually a lot of agents um, and agent owners that as soon as they get to the point where they don't have to be slinging and being in the office every day, there's quite a few actually that are investing in real estate. and they put, you got to put their money into something. Exactly. Whether okay. it's their own building for their space or whether it's, 
you know, other other businesses, other, you know. So Investors Live Nation, that's why I brought Jordan on. And we're honestly probably going to have other people in uh, other occupations in the future just because, you know, it, it all ties in, in my opinion. You know, you, there's a lot of people, part, what do you Plus call them, casual investors? we're trying to help with, like, business in general, right? Yeah. So, like, we can get a lot of tips from someone that runs a different type of business. That yeah, maybe, it all helps. You, you know? know, a wholesaler hasn't thought of. Exactly. Yeah, casual investors. If you, in my opinion, if you want to be successful in life, like you got to learn from everybody. I mean, don't just go learn how to wholesale, like just from and only be in that space. You know, learn from other business owners that make, you know, make money and do run their business. So we can learn from everybody. Yeah. So, go ahead. Oh, so I was just gonna ask. So you kind of gave us a little bit. You're with American Family. You started three years ago. Yeah. Is there anything else about your insurance background? That people should know. About my journey? Your journey. You want to know when I saw the light? <laughs> well, Talk to us. This is, your, is your question more of like, okay, like like a, a brief overview, and then we can get deeper into his journey? Well, yeah, I mean, sure, go into, your, go into whatever you want to go into. Well, Is there anything that like about your background that we missed before we dive into like... Yeah, because I'd like to do an intro first of like how we know each other, and then you can go into how yeah, you got into that. all this crap. Yeah, so, so do we want to do how we know each other? Well, is there anything else he, you missed that uh, you want to talk about? You got the general, you, you got your broker. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, I think we're going to get into as we go, and you know, we'll talk a little bit more in depth about why insurance and as sexy as it looks and as sexy as it is. Like, is it's, it not sexy? Everyone's, it's not everyone's first you know, choice for any it's, kind it's of... It's not sexy, though, is it? No, that's why... It's, is that what you're that's just That's why joking? I say it is, oh, you know? Okay. Like, oh, because it's not. Because no one understands it. Yeah. And it no one ever really wants... I think really it's the opposite of sexy. I think real estate is sexy because people are like, oh, yeah, nice, you got a big old house, yeah. you can invest, but... And how many real estate agents are there? I, I would like to know the statistic just in Utah in general, right? Because obviously, mm-hmm. Investor Thrive, we're talking about nationwide, right? Like wholesaling, Investor but... Thrive nationwide, Exactly, baby. but let's just look where we're at right now. We're looking at these beautiful Wasatch Mountains out here. Just Utah. I'd love to know the staff, like what... Maybe we can have Hector looking that up. What? How many real estate agents are in Utah, right? Oh, gosh. I'm sure there's thousands, thousands and thousands. And I'd say about 50% that have their licenses don't really do anything. Don't do anything, right? Or they'll sing one house, two houses 75%. here when, yeah. when a family's selling a home, right? But And then you look at insurance agents, and I'd say insurance is pretty saturated as well. But then it comes down to people don't want to deal with it, you know? Yeah. So usually someone's with someone for a while, and they're sticking with them because they either know them They've been treated well, or they just don't want to switch because yeah. they don't understand it. Well, no motivation. And honestly, yeah, yeah, there's, there's no urgency. For if someone comes to me, you're my boy. If someone comes to me like, yo, I can get you a hundred dollars off or five hundred dollars and save you five hundred dollars in a year. I'd be like, look, it's not worth my time to switch. I'm helping my guy out. Some people will probably feel like that without even the relationship. They're probably just like, look, I Bro, don't care. Bro, five hundred dollars is a lot. Most of the time, your insurance changes by like. Dollars, if you right? if, yeah. if you switch to someone else, I yeah. mean, you see the commercials. I get emails all the time. It's like, hey, we can save so, you yeah. six hundred. I'm like, I don't care. That's and that's probably a, that's probably a high, that's probably a high end like switch. Like most of the time, it's like well, I saved like ten bucks a month. Well, the thing is, yeah. I think you switch, but you get worse coverage. I mean, you probably you probably get less if you you spend yeah, less. Yeah, people don't look most into that, time. right? No, I have no idea what mine covers. Yeah. I know you told me like. Hey, on Geico, you're paying. I can g- give you a better deal, and um, I think you got me like a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars coverage. Yeah, well, what was it? Half a million. So, so when we switched you over, yeah, you have you had state minimum coverage. So if I hit someone, I was done for. Yeah. So basically, what state minimum? Just to get nerdy here, what state minimum coverage in Utah is? It's basically your insurance is protecting your liability. If you hit someone else, it's protecting like them from you, right? So they don't sue you. So you you have you had twenty five thousand like per accident. And you had sixty five thousand like total occurrence or aggregate. Yeah. For liability and then for property, you had fifteen thousand. That's So your nothing. Honda is worth like thirty. Okay. So if it wouldn't even someone, cover. If you hit yeah. someone, you told your Honda and you totaled their car, you would have had to pay out of pocket like fifty k. So Geico's trash. Yeah, dude, trash. They didn't oh, educate you. Gosh, they did. So my my biggest thing so is educating taking advantage people. of the lack of yeah, education. Yeah, and guess what? You had state minimums too. So okay. we, most, we doubled, most people do we have doubled yours. Most people have no idea they have that. They're just going with the cheapest option, you know. And so what my op, my job is as an agent is to educate people, let them know. Like scare I sell, them. I sell an order of you scare them. Yo, <laughs> coverage, <laughs> value, and price. You're like, look, Nate, if you get hit, you're screwed. Basically. <laughs> so what do you have mine to? So I just so this is this is a show, this goes to show like how hard it is to switch. Like we've been friends for a long time. You've oh, been doing homies it. for life. I dude. switched. 
a month ago. Yeah. It's not that hard. It's probably just inconvenient, right? Yeah, it's, it's just, just urgency, like, dude. It's just it's, the high. There's like, yeah, there's no urgency. There's no urgency. But we've tried to switch like five times. Yeah. And there's just, it's like, and the thing is like, you guys, insur- I, I knew it was going to come. It was just about like, whenever it comes, it comes, right? It's bound to happen eventually. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, man, insurance companies make so much money though, dude, because oh, my yeah. brother-in-law, he, he works for the ad- advocates and there's just uh, all the other ones out there, the injury t- attorneys. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they come after insurance like crazy, man. I don't know how, how much you know about that. And they're, and the insurance attorneys are, you better believe they're good because they're, they're, they're making sure that they don't have to pay out that much. I know. It's you crazy. Know? It's a bloodbath out there. If you get hit by a car, reach out to the advocates, dude. Yo, back to the real estate agents in Utah. <laughs> Twenty-seven thousand. Did you look it Real up? Real estate agents. Yeah. When did you look that up? Hector did, man. He wrote it up there. Oh my gosh! Thanks, Hector. If you guys know who Hector is, he's our audio guy. He's the man. He's man in the background here. He's but like the Joe Rogan. Who's that guy? Joe Rogan uses. He's like uh, I don't know his name. Timmy or something. I I don't know. But he's like, hey, look that up, Jamie. Jamie. Oh, Jamie. Yeah. Yo, hey, look it up. Look it up, Hector. No, that's insane. And the, yo, Hector. Meanwhile, while you're looking it up, look for how many. Insurance agents are in Utah. Just, just, just settling. He's on it. Hector's on it. Hector's no, our Jamie. But no, like, um, let's talk about how we met. Let's okay, talk yeah. About so kind let's, of how Investor Thrive came into. Let's, let's go back. The biz. So intro. Me and Jordan, we went on missions for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Two years when we were 19 years old, we met, became really good friends. Wanted to serve in the. If you know a lot about missionaries, we tried to serve in the same area, but the mission president he didn't think that was. Gonna it's work. Like you guys are too much. Of, too much power. You guys are rocking too hard. <laughs> too close to friends. You'll baptize <laughs> too many. You'll baptize too many people. So anyway, we met then, and then I convinced Jordan to go to college where I was going at BYU Idaho, Brigham Young University. You not want to go there. Um, I didn't really care where I went. It was just a matter of like what was cheapest. So Nate's like, I was like, how much cheapest. is it? Nate's oh, it's like, cheap. Nate's like, it's like eighteen hundred a semester. I was like, done. Dude, I was that's like, so cheap. I, I was know. paying my own way, and I was like done like the cheapest school next to byui was the air force academy and you have to enlist were you going to do that <laughs> no, no. Okay, okay. i was like i'm going there i don't know? were you no. even thinking about college that intensely before i was but it wasn't like a serious style like i just knew that i wanted to at well, least get a good job i got denied into byu in utah so Brigham university so byu idaho is like the old i don't know why i didn't go to hawaii Thinking back, I'm like, dang, Hawaii would have been sweet. Does it cost a ton? Is it, to is go it expensive? There? To it's be? not that much more expensive. I think tuition. It might maybe living to live expenses out there is to live and the cost of living. Bro, but tuition. Can you imagine if we were all? Similar. Can you imagine if we went to Hawaii together? We should have, dude. At least one semester. Uh, awesome. Anyway, so we we went to college. <laughs> then two years into college, we met Corey, and he he was with his his cousin, and we met. We just became great friends. And then, you know, throughout college, we just hung out the whole time. You ended up getting married, like, two years left of college. Yeah. Ended up getting married. We were single. We lived together. But we lived together. We hung out. It was a great time. Like, college. Wow. That If you haven't gone to college, I will say the one thing that I think is good about college is the connections you meet. Um, yeah, that's what friends. I... Yeah, it's the friends. Like, we're friends, still dude. friends with all our college friends. Yeah. We still... We and still Hector. Like, it's been, like, six, Hector seven as well. years. Yeah. Hector. Yeah. Hector. BYUI. So well this done. is this is the thing. Like you make great connections and get great friendships. Now, what we learned, you did communications. Yeah, I don't use my degree at all. Yeah, and then <laughs> I did entrepreneurship, business management, and you did marketing. It's y- y- you're so young. In my opinion, you don't you can't use those degrees and be effective. Mm. Like it's just not. If you're going to be a doctor or something Honestly, that has a skill set, then yes, I think college is a good idea. If you're going to college. Take, like, the hardest classes and learn something useful. Learn something. Because, like, our business degrees... Nothing. Waste. Like, waste what class did you learn the most in, in college? My philosophy class. Really? Do you remember the professor's name? Brother Merrill. He was just, like, the like an OG. Like, yeah, he was awesome. IBC, I learned a lot, where we ran a business. That yeah. was helpful. I could see that would be beneficial, because that was, like, all over campus. You'd see everybody doing that. Yeah. You know? I was selling smoothies. Yeah. So. I learned the most in... Because uh, I took a... Uh, my emphasis was group management, so I took a group dynamics Sounds class. Like a waste. <laughs> no, no, no. It was like how to like get along in like groups and like you run did. a setting, right? Like so. Uh, basket weaving. Conflict management was what it was called. <laughs> conflict management. What so about how to have crucial conversations and basket? What about basket weaving? What was a family marriage? What was that? The eternal marriage. They had a class about family something. That was family life. Or something. Yeah. Family anyway. counseling. Anyway. <laughs> If remember Tanner, our buddy, he just went and hung out. If I could go back, I think it's fine that I got kinda, agreed that it's kind of had awkward conversations though. 
Like Tanner. Yeah, yeah, like when people would be like, "Oh, what are you studying?" He'd be like, "I'm just hanging out." Yeah, and that's kind of <laughs> like why are here. You, then people would be like, "Why are you here?" Yeah, yeah, to hang out. I don't know if I would have just hung out. You up don't there. think so? Okay, then it would. In the summer, I, mean, I think Tanner still had a blast. Yeah. To, to go to go back just to talk about college, and then we'll move on to how we can keep going. College is uh, if you're gonna go, I would get a skill set. Leave with like actual skill set that you can market on the like on the job market. Like, hey, I can build a website, or hey, like I'm a doctor, I can do your taxes, or I financing. Like for us, we left college with like what can we market ourselves at? Hey, we can talk your ear off. I mean, I think ideally you leave college like at least the idea of college is like you learn how to think read and articulate yourself right yeah so that you can actually well, read some books if you want to do that well, I, agree, I don't know we're all jordan peterson fans here right yeah i like jordan so peterson. like jordan peterson i was listening to this thing about they said what what would be your advice to someone in their 20s and he said have a plan and he's like and oh, take gosh. take responsibility like even if it's small amounts of responsibility like take responsibility and know that whatever you choose could have like a bigger purpose in life yeah. you know and that you do have like the ability to to accomplish something right mm-hmm. so I think, like, looking at retrospect, like, I knew I wanted a degree, and I knew a degree would benefit me because I was the first one in my family to get a degree. Congratulations. But, thank you. <laughs> but I think that uh, looking back, I would have taken other classes <laughs> that would have taught me something better. Um, I, dude, I took, I took basketball co- coaching because I was like, I took that's wrestling. easy. Ref- I took, you took wrestling. Wrestling. Uh, I took uh, self defense wrestling or something like. I was taking easy classes. Yeah, something like. Well, I actually got the the Porpoise Colleges to like learn to articulate yourself. That's actually from Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson, if you watch this, we appreciate it. Makes, you. It makes you powerful. Like, well, this being yeah, able to be, articulate be, yourself well. Yeah, and by articulate, you mean just express yourself. Like being able to negotiate and talk. And well, we're all good at that. Articulate your thoughts well. I don't know if we learned that in like college. Looking, but even, well, yeah, we've learned it through experience, right? Uh, mainly the mission. back to, the like, mission when... mission probably helped more than anything. Well, like, I li- I've listened to you do sales now for the last three years. And listening from, like, where you were then to where you are now, like... Oh, dude. You're so much better. Do you remember? When and we you, like, would... articulate your points really well. Yeah. And it's, like... You make me it's tear a powerful up. tool. I appreciate that, dude. No, and the thing is, college... And you guys starting Investor Thrive in college, you're starting wholesaling in college, mm-hmm. got you to where you're at now, right? Because you knew mainly, in college, him, yeah. you knew in college that that was something you guys wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, not necessarily. I didn't know I wanted to get into real estate. I had no. I, I was doing door to door with you. We were doing. We were knocking doors, but knocking doors trans like kind of went into. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know that it was something I actually wanted to do, though. It's just something. It was like something to do. You know what right. I that you could make money that I thought yeah, yeah would be a good path. I mean, you see a lot of people making money in real estate, so you're automatically be like, that's what I need to do. Yeah, it but seems like what a great you path. learn when you get older, you see, there's most of the rich people. Not I mean, not most, but there's a ton of people that get very rich in different like things you wouldn't even think of, like different niches, like owning a mobile home park or owning multiple mobile home parks. That's still real estate. But what like a pizza owning lots of pizzerias yeah, or, or restaurants. Like, even like professionals that do like plumbing own a plumbing company mm-hmm. yeah. like one of my cousin's uncles owns a plumbing company yeah loaded like my brother-in-law he does he's an attorney for uh, injury yeah uh, so like you don't have this is not the path like investor thrive nation if you don't like real estate don't you don't have to make yourself do it like no. there's so many different ways and that's why we're having more people on but to go back when you said planning is important like i remember days in college i would just wake up with no plan no plan and Pretty just much every day every day now now when i <laughs> the only plan was going to play basketball or work out find girls going to and where we're going to eat yeah Usually. so which is better than no plan but the thing is um now i wake up i have a plan every day i know what i'm going to accomplish like and that's the stuff i would like to teach the investor type nation is like if you don't have a plan, like you're just gonna, you're not gonna end up flow by. You're gonna flow by, and that's kind of what happened in college. We would just, we knew we at least had to do our classes, so that gave you some structure. I think we did have a plan. It just wasn't written down, and the plan was fun. Now, if I had a plan better of like, okay, I need to take out five girls a week. Like I probably would have taken out five girls a week if I had that written down, or like like I do now. Anyway, that's all stuff you learn as you go on, right? How to plan. How to, that's business, being a business owner, right? So yeah. anyway, that's after college, 
uh, you went into medical? Sales? Yeah, I went into uh, legit, though, like as soon as I graduated, because I was like, I'm done with door-to-door. We did door-to-door for like five years. You yeah. did it longer. I was like, I need to get a big boy job, right? Because that's, that's what, that's what everyone teach teaches you, you right? right? Yeah. Go get a degree and then go get a cubicle job. So I went and got a job, great company. Were you in a cubicle? Yeah, that's why I told you walking in here. I it said, wasn't an open floor plan. It was an actual cubicle. I can't look at cubes, man. It just makes me like claustrophobic. <sighs> and I, uh, I liked it. I did well. Made presence club trips. It was enjoyable. I was uh, recruiting physicians to go work in different places. It's, it's called locum tenens. Anyways, loved it. Made good money. But I was like, I you don't love like this. Uh, no, I, I liked. No, I didn't okay, love it. Because uh, I left right. And yeah. the whole time, most people I know that have worked there hate it. It's a really hard industry. Like, if you talk to a lot of people that are in it for a long time, like, they must really like it and make good money. Would you say your industry right now is easier than that industry? In different regard, Cause, man. Because I'm, I'm thinking no matter what you get into, it sucks. You know, it's hard. If you, if you want to bite off a lot to make a lot, it's going to be hard. Yeah. I mean, and what we do is hard. Yeah. What you do is hard. Yeah, if you want to make because a real impact in the world, if you bite wanna, off a if, big yeah, chunk. If exactly. And the thing is, that's what I looked so at. Did Jordan Peterson say that? No, that, that sounds pretty good though. <laughs> I like that. Say that again. Say that one more time. If you want to make, if you want to make a big impact and bite off a big chunk, nice. it's gonna be hard. Oh, it is. That's a quote, man. A that's a good like, quote. It's gonna be hard, and that's and that's what I saw. I said, I kind of looked around and I was I like compared myself to like all the other like people in my same position. And I was like, not to like sound like superior or anything, but I was like, I'm not like him. I'm not like him. Like I was like. What do you mean by that? Like, like uh, I had higher standards, like, because I saw people that were content in that job, and oh, I wasn't. Dude, and I, and then, uh, you know, I was looking at these other people that were examples in my life, like my father-in-law is an agent for State Farm for thirty-five years, and I have a brother-in-law is also Baller. in the insurance industry. Great examples, ballers. And I saw that they had autonomy and they had freedom because of insurance, and I was like, maybe I could do this. Yeah, because at the it's interesting at the place you worked before. I mean, you got to grind forever there, right? With nothing to... Uh, with nothing, you grind, with not yeah. as much upside. You're trying to build a book of physicians that are working... But you can technically build something that will, like, residual, right? Kind of residual. It never well, really like stops. Physicians There's never, like... stay with you, right? Yeah, and you're the one servicing all those physicians, too. So it's, like, it's pretty high maintenance. So, so w- if I understand correctly, you saw that people were grinding hard in that job and you said hey i don't see the freedom at the end of this like i would see with my father-in-law doing yeah that. and I, I didn't want to be making anyone else money like i wanted yeah. to be making the money like i knew that i was working hard and i was making money but like there's obviously people at the top that make more than me yeah you know? and it's not necessarily all about money right no it's, but it's about growth it's and it's about like accomplishing something too if i have to work for the next you know 35 years 40 years of my life like I want to do something that's, like, going to be worth it. Yeah, like you're building something, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of, like, where I'm at and why I'm doing wholesaling and real estate investing is because, like, yeah, I could go grind at wherever you were at and or work for a company, make 150 uh, be comfortable, but it's going to be gr- hard work. Or I can work hard in my own business and build something and have yeah. assets and I mean, growth. that was the path. I started at a tech company right after I moved down here, and that was, like, the path I was headed down till I was like, you know, bump this. Yeah. Which the majority of people here in, they call it Silicon Slopes, like most people, the SaaS route's the way to go, which is What's a that? great route. SaaS? Software sales. Like, software sales. Yeah, I don't know what that now the, stands the, for, but. The real. I think it's service as a, software as a service. Anyway, yeah. what would be right? really tight is to own the software that sells. Yeah. Not, not saying, you know, that'd be tight. Yeah. That'd be good. But selling it, yeah, so. You, you got out of there because you're like, hey, let me get into something I can build. We're doing that. Investor Drive Nation, we suggest you do that because you're going to have to work hard for somebody. Might as well. But even software, selling software is not, I mean, it's hard too. Like a it's lot not of our easy. Friends the sales cycle been, is long. Yeah, a yeah. lot of our friends have been in and out of jobs oh, and well, changed jobs because different companies are good, different companies are not good. Well, a lot of people come here because not. it's a good startup market to do, but. No, I think at any point, and when it comes down to whether you're investing in real estate or trying to, you know, grow your resume as far as what what do you want to do, mm-hmm. um, but it pertains to obviously taking a risk to jump into investing. You're never going to get anywhere in life unless you take a risk. And so when I took a risk to jump in and do insurance, how big of a risk was that for you? 
Well, it's literally going from like a six-figure income to nothing. Zero. Yeah, like I went from being well. They gave you. They zero, gave right? you like they. They gave pulled, me. They, a, they gave me. Something. They gave me a small amount of money to start off to pay for a lease and to, to get me going for. They gave you a small loan of a million dollars. I had a small loan of a million dollars from my father. <laughs> no, but they give you something. But it's just. It's literally like. Did you feel the pinch? Like when you did it, you're like, "Hey, if I don't succeed, my family's in trouble." Or did you feel like, "Okay." Angie, my wife's dad will help me out, or my parents will help me out. No, I dude, have, like, like I literally thing. was like, that wasn't even my thought. And I, I'm too prideful and too stubborn to even go to other people for help. Like yeah. I was like, this is what I'm doing, and it's all in. And but, people would look at me like I was it. great. So you felt like you had at least the proof that it worked, right? Proof of concept. Proof like of concept what do you mean? That you know, her, your Seeing wife's your dad. Well, stuff. I saw what he did, yeah, yeah, and I was like, he's a baller. I'm sure that. you could think yeah. I could do that, right? I'm sure he's a great guy, cool guy, but I'm sure you're like. He ain't, you know, nothing too special. Yeah, but he always told me stories, like, when he started, like, because his dad did it, too. His dad was a State Farm agent, and he said, like... Why didn't you go State Farm, bro? Uh, we could get into that later, okay. but... Well, we, we don't have to. No there's different cares. things, but <laughs> when it comes down to it, he's like, I would call my dad, like, every day and crying, tell him, like, I can't do this anymore. Like, this is tough. Like, hey. But even, remember, like, even, like, this year, like, I'd be talking to both of you and be like, yo, this is tough. Dude, like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Drive Nation, full, full transparency. Sometimes I feel like I can't We've do had it. conversations yeah. where YouTube talked I'm to like, me. dude, this is hard. Because that's the one similarity we if, have if, in our group, if, right? If there's anyone that is a business owner that isn't, tells you, like, it isn't hard, I don't think they're being fully transparent. No, it's they're hard. Not, it sucks. Yeah, like, yeah, you were just... I wrote it on the board. We we're going to get it to it later, but there's crap that happens to you just like it happens to us. People back out of deals. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it, what happens in your industry happens in probably every industry. It's it sucks. It's hard. You know, we you just lost what, fifteen k today, thirteen k. Yeah, like we we lost out there's on the churn. deal. There's churn. We lost out on like a fifteen thousand dollar deal. But do you think I'm giving up on that? No, no, no way. But I'm just saying, like it's it's hard. So if you guys. And Investors Dive Nation are going to get into wholesaling, real estate. Flipping is hard, too. You know, you could budget. We're flipping a house right now. Oh, my gosh. so stressful. No. I can't imagine. (laughs) Adding that on top of, you know, everything else going on. Because deep down, like, have you guys ever read The Greatest Salesman in the World? I have, yeah. Yeah, The Ten Scrolls. Mandingo? Bert Mandingo? Uh, Og Mandino. No, Mandino. It's a great book. That's enough. But uh, one of the scrolls is... You know, I'm not sure exactly Honestly, the scroll. Honestly, I can't remember. But there's one scroll word. that talks about leaving work at work. Like, uh, I will leave work at the marketplace. Honestly, I need yeah. to read that again because I come home. My wife's like, please stop working. And I'm like, I'm trying to sell this Or thing even if KSL, you're not working, baby. though, Nate, you're still, like, thinking about work. My mind is on work. And, uh, Honestly, that book also says stuff about your wife. Like, it's really important to put your wife first. Yeah, and, yeah it's a great book. It's you know? a great book. But, you know, um, I think that just all comes back to... You know, being a business owner, it is tough. But the reason why we're in it and the reason why we're investing, the reason why we take the hard road is because if it was easy, everybody would do it. Well, another reason why I'm doing the hard thing and why we all do the hard thing, I'm assuming, is just because, like, life is meant to – you're meant to progress and improve. And if you're – like, I've talked to so many people, like, my job is not challenging. I want to get out. Like, I don't have that problem. (laughs) <laughs> not at all. This is a very there's challenge. A lot, there's a lot of meaning that comes from trying to build something, right? Yeah. And trying to well, because you know that it has purpose, right? Like, you know that, like, what you're doing today is going to echo in eternity. Eternity, oh. brother. Yeah. Well, it's true, because like, what we brother. believe is, you know, you're you're going to take your experiences with you after you die. Like so. Yes. So why, why waste life not experiencing it to the fullest, whether you're helping people insure their cars or... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, you just never know. Like the, dreams. the smallest action can make the biggest impact. Well, yeah, and, the, and at the end of the day, like if you have high expectations, like go for it. Like, like who cares? Like if you found your butt and you fail, like great. Like yeah. you're gonna learn. I right? actually look forward to failures. Like I, I'm not trying to be cynical, but whenever we do anything, I expect it to fail because I'm like I'm ready if it doesn't work out. Yeah. Now if it does work out, great. Let's keep going. And if it fails, let's say hey. That's just a learning yeah, experience. Or, or failure is typically temporary, too. It's like figure out another way. Well, there, like, there's a mm-hmm. saying, like, you fail your way to the top, right? Yeah. That's how do most successful people yeah. succeed and make get rich. They, they, they failed enough times to figure it out. 
right? Oh, 100%. It's the iceberg, man. We're pretty good at failing. I mean, yeah. we've spent so much money on coachings, lists. Not saying, like, marketing. it didn't... Marketing. Not saying that it was all failure. It's all learning experience, you know? Paying, all that stuff. Like, what do we, what do we learn? I mean, we learned so much from... You know, count the lessons like buying a house and having a squatter inside and then having to kick them out. We learned probably shouldn't do that in California, but we also learned that we can literally solve any problem. Yeah, you've you've seen a lot right now, like we've seen a lot, and we've solved problems that, like, five years ago, if you told me we could solve, I'd be like, Nah, we just bought a lady's house who this was an ultimate problem, right? Like, so she. You guys only tell me about a couple of these, so sometimes when I hear them, I'm, like, mind blown. So this lady, crazy, crazy Absolutely lady. Absolutely insane. Her mom died. She was also a part owner on the home, so she, I don't even know if she inherited it. She was already on title. Yeah. Her mom had solar panels on the roof, and because she had the loan, when she died, no one will talk to, the solar company won't talk to the daughter, to anyone. So solar panels are, like, hey, we you need to pay these or you have to pay $47,000 because to like get the to pay them off because they're yeah i guess they're they're defaulted they're behind so we end up you know buying the house from the lady and long story this short is the one we're flipping right now this is the one we're flipping right now okay. and long story short like you know she's calling us every day you know threatening to like another caveat is we gave her 5k up front before we closed yeah because so she had no money risk. she had no money to live right the, you know, it turns out she just was, uh, drugs are probably involved. And uh, it's just very difficult to deal with someone like that. That's just like, I need my na- I need my money. And it's like, hey, we're trying to deal with the title company, the solar panels. Like, and we're dealing with a lot. meanwhile, you got this lady that's, like, going crazy. She's going crazy. And m- mind you, you just gave her $5,000, and she could do any. She could go crazy. She could never respond to you. She could go ballistic. She could burn down the house that you're trying to buy that you already put money into. There's just a lot. A thousand lot. scenarios running a through thousand our minds. Of, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and because you're trying to find that needle in the haystack, it like beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. Right? Like, because well, at that point, you can't be like, well, you know she wouldn't what? be coming to us if the solar panels weren't an issue and she needed the money immediately. Right? And yeah. Her like, house, by the way, her house sucks. It needs a lot of work. Yeah. It's trash. So you deal with that kind of stuff. You think you're going to deal with that, that lady, unless you're, you know, you're, <laughs> you know, really trying to do something in life? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to express that. You think nobody is sitting on their couch and just living life and just going with the flow is going to try no, and no overcome one, no that No one objective. working for someone else is going to deal with that. No, and, th- and this is what I want to add to, and I'm not sure how close we are to wrapping it up. You know, Hector will give us a cue. But what, do you got, what do we got, Hector? 30. Okay. This is what I want to I finish with is you are who you surround yourself with. Okay. You know? And that's why I feel like I value our friendship the most is because – we're in the trenches, you know. We're both trying to build something, and I feel like we can relate in a lot of ways. So for those of you who are in watching tre- Inventor yeah. Thrive or in the trenches or grinding, you know, you need to find friends that are in similar situations because, you know, Les Brown said you are who you surround yourself with as far as you're, you're within $3,000 of the other person's earnings, you know what I mean, that you surround yourself with, right? So if you become millionaires, granted, chances are, I'm going to be would a millionaire. You, would you stop hanging out with me if you made it to millions and I couldn't get there? I'd give you a million. <laughs> I'd give it. you a million. I love it. I'd give hey, you a job. Let me tell you something about money. <laughs> I know you guys think I'm like a pretty frugal, but I don't care about money. I really don't. Like, I don't care. I'm, I like the experience that we're going on. Like, the, the journey is fun. Like, I tell Corey all the time, this, like, sometimes this is tough, but it's fun, you know? It's, it's worth it. You like it. the journey, but... You'd be lying if you said it wasn't about money. Well, to be honest, like if I, with really what if you were, about, if you were making, it's if you really were making, not about money though. It's not about money, but I feel like people. Are, what I feel I, like what even I, if I had a million dollars right now, yeah, I'd still probably be doing the same thing. I know because you have a million dollars, you know, you'd have to work tomorrow, right, to keep that. But I'll, but this is my. I'm playing devil advocate. Even if here. I was getting, but even if I was getting residual money, where I was just like all you my knew you'd be making. Covered, what are you just gonna sit around? No. But let me tell you something. This is a devil advocate here. People say money makes you happy. Right? Money doesn't make you no, happy, but it makes you comfortable, right? And my goal is to make enough money where I can not only make my, my family and myself comfortable, but I can use that money to help other people, right? And to benefit their lives and to make their lives that much better. So because I didn't grow up in a place or in a household where 
we had a lot of money to do that. It you know what I mean? Great. But typically, typically giving money to problems doesn't solve them. It doesn't. We know that. No. We, we know that in saying, this industry. You know why? We know that in this industry. 80K? You give a seller 80K, it's gone in a week on crack. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone, bro. Didn't solve bro, a money, problem. Money's a tool that allows you to do stuff. It's no question there's some importance there, but if that's your driver, like yeah. it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough ride. Let, let me tell There's got to be other whys, I which I agree. I'm not saying it's the most important, but I'm definitely saying that um, there's there's an underlying factor with the material of money. Let right? me give you something. Let which we can agree something. on. Yeah. Let me give you something. So I was listening to a talk or a discussion of this guy that basically said, why does every, Franklin or Franklin Covey, he came to a group and of students, I think, at BYU, and he was like, why does everybody want to get rich? And everyone, he said, who wants to get rich? And they, everyone waves their hand. And he said, why? And then everybody gave their philanthropical, if that's the word, like, hey, I want to help people. I want to give microloans to people in Africa so they can build their families. I want to help save the, the, the rainforest. All this, all this stuff, that everyone, all this to be B, to BS. I mean, maybe if yeah. you believe that, if that's what you really want. But he said, he said, if that was what you really wanted to do, you wouldn't wait till you're rich to do it if that's what you really wanted to do. So when you think about, like, what do you really want money for and you want to make your family comfortable? I talk to my wife about this all the time. I say, babe, I'm working hard for you. And she's like, I don't care about money. I don't care. I could be poor. Same. I just want your time. And I'm like, but I'm doing this for you. It's, it's like in Breaking Bad when it, the whole time he's doing it for his <laughs> wife, he's like, I'm doing all this drug dealing and for you. Like, and she's like, I don't care. And she's don't care. And then the end, he's like, I did it for it. me. I did it for me, yeah. Let's yeah. be real. We're working our A's off because we enjoy. I, I we want to I like be, to work. Yeah, I like to work a lot. I like to be busy. And this, this that's number one. You got to be a workhorse. This is a mentality. You're lazy, then you suck. Yeah, like this is a mentality that is in America, like capitalistic. Like we all want to make a lot of money and work hard. You go to Canada. You go to any other place. People are cool with chilling, making forty k a year. They're happy. They don't care. So we just got to be realistic. Like, what are we trying to do? And is it like, are we really trying to provide for families? Because my family will be fine if I'm working at McDonald's. We'll be all right. I'll make enough. You know, maybe we won't have the sports car. So maybe it comes down to time. I think it comes down to like what we we believe are what we're worth. Like what is what do we what can we provide to the world? What's the footprint that we can leave behind? Like yeah. I'd love to create an impact. I'm trying to create an impact. Like I, yes, I want my family to be happy and uh, have money. But after I die, it'd be great to leave behind something. Like this investor drive. Like if we help one person, cool, right? That's the impact. If one purchase, if one person watches this, that's cool. Yeah, well, we have like fifty-five organic subscribers at this moment. In a year from now, it'll be fifty-five thousand, and then that's legit. plus some uh, over. So anyway, can you leave an imprint? And are you being honest with your dealings with your fellow man? That's the most important thing. We we've come across ways where we can be dishonest in our business, and we're like. First of all, we don't, you know, it's not worth it. You don't want, you can't sleep good at night when you're dishonest, dude. Not so, tell always come bite you. So, yeah. Goes so, around. So, I, 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 I bring that up to you guys just to say, you know, are, what are we really doing all this for? Yeah. And it, it ain't for my wife because she don't care. It's for me. There's got to be a bigger why. Which, I'd like to say I do it for my wife. But which she don't care. I think anyone that owns a business or does the hard thing, whether it's, you know, investing in real estate, trying to find the needle in the haystack, is, as you guys have told me before that golden nugget, or uh, slinging insurance, which is not the easiest thing to say, to sling. You've got to have a bigger why and a bigger yeah, purpose. Yeah, the why is so Especially important. Especially when you're digging in the trenches, you're not making money, and you're just seeing it leave your account before mm-hmm. you get those deals coming in. So yeah, you know, like there's definitely got to be a bigger purpose. Yeah, one last thing. There's this YouTube video. I saw this guy that would go knock on rich people's houses in California, yeah, like the richest place, and he's just like, why did like what, what made you this money? And most of the people were like really relaxed, and they're like, hey, I... I did. One guy was like, "Hey, I just looked at life as a game," and I said, "What can I do in life to make more money and have fun?" And he started uh, working with hedge funds, and he's like, "It's literally a game." So that guy, like, he was just trying to have fun. What do you do for hedge funds? I think he, I think he would manage hedge funds, and they would use their money to invest. So he looked at it as like, "Hey, I'm taking this money and investing, and it's like a game because I'm getting a return." So he started a hedge fund. I think he either started a hedge fund or a small million dollar loan. (laughs) Yes. So anyway, to just wrap it up on what I'm talking about is have a great why, but understand that, like, you know, you got to enjoy what you do, too. Yeah. There's got to be, there's got to be, yeah, you have to enjoy what you do because you're not going to enjoy all of it, but you'll enjoy, you got to enjoy more than 
I mean, typically people hit their goals, right? And then they're like, now what? Well, right? yeah. So, like, the I think what the enjoyment comes from, like... It's the pursuit. The pursuit of it, right? Like, yeah. knowing... Like, knowing that you're moving towards a worthy goal. What does yeah. Sean Terry say? He said, success is inevitable. It will happen. It's inevitable as long as you keep working. But it's the pursuit. It's the pursuit for greatness that is, like, what is worth it. Because, like, it, I, I watch a ton of stuff. Like, there's this one YouTuber who's like, I thought when I got to 100 subscribers, 100,000 subscribers, I'd feel great. He got there, didn't feel any different. Uh, then to a million, didn't feel any different. Then two million, like it, it's never like once you get there, you're just like, oh, maybe there's a sense of relief for like a couple minutes. Like yeah. we've we've done. There's got to be some gratification. I think there's some like looking back and being like, look what we've done, look, look what how we've far accomplished. We've come, yeah, right? there's got to be that. You have to have the little wins. You have to celebrate little wins. And I think it's coming down to ne- never being really content with where you're at. Because the minute you're content, the minute you say, hey, I'm good, you lost. How many people are? reach a content level i don't think that 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 feeling of full contentness like being feeling fine is, exists i don't i haven't talked to anyone that's just like i'm good Have i feel like guys? a lot of people um act like it like but like when you well, get down to content it. in some ways right yeah but like but where like, you're just like ah, i don't have to work i don't have to do anything i'm good I've never heard of anyone like straight out say that but there's a lot of people something right yeah, yeah there's like, a lot of people like my dad retired like and right yeah. as he retired, he's become the bishop, and he's probably busier now than he was with a job. Like, but he's loving it. But he's and loving he's fine, it. Finding he's meaning and fulfillment, meaning, yeah, and service. That. There's a bigger, bigger why. So I think that's life, dude. Life is consistently pursuing something, and then once you achieve that, you go for something else. Yeah. And you might as well pursue something that's going to give you build something. Invest in houses. Invest in houses. Be a real estate agent. Do something that's you can build. So if you learned anything, Investor Drive Nation is uh, go pursue something. Find something meaningful to pursue. Yeah, I'd say uh, just find your why. And don't forget to take risks, if anything, because people you'll be all right. aren't going to get where they're at without taking a risk. And you'll well, be fine. Well, and I think another thing, one last there's thing. There's always bankruptcy, too, if you don't. <laughs> doesn't don't forget to out. ask. Don't forget to ask for help, dude. Don't forget to ask. Oh, gosh, yeah. Because um, guess what? It's never going to come to pass if you don't ask a question. Like, if you don't go to those people and ask them, like, they can't read your mind. It'll come across your mind. But if you don't go and ask for those resources and that helps. There's so many resources out there. It's up to you to be resourceful. YouTube alone, like, you is so much info yeah. that so we paid for coaching. And then half that crap is on their YouTube channels anyway. Same with us. Like, you know, you want to – you pay for people's time. That's what you're really time. getting. But um, I do have one question about uh, residuals. Yeah, residual and, income. And um, another th- last thing, I, that is one. And another thing is, is there a goal where at this point we're like, hey, if I get this, I'll be good? Because we've talked, the reason I bring that up is mm-hmm. we've had m- multiple people on this podcast who have like 70 units, millions of dollars, and they have made it to the point where we've asked them and they're like, I'm not really doing this to attain like a certain number. I'm just I'm just working because I enjoy it. So at this point is is there a number of like accounts that you need where you're like, Hey, I'm good. Or are you just going to keep doing it? So as far as uh, for your first question, as far as residual, what is that? What's your question as far yeah, as residual? Resi- How does that work? Yeah. Like, what is that? Like, um, so like I'd say that, that was appealing for you. As a yeah. hundred percent. I'd say that the biggest thing with insurance is like a upside down pyramid. Like it's building like this. Uh-huh. Um, or you can, or my brother-in-law always said it's like riding a train. Like in the beginning, you're pushing that freight train like with all your might, and it's like barely moving. You're pushing the train. Yeah, you're pushing it. Sounds then, like the flywheel. Yeah, but then pretty soon you're riding it, and it's just rolling. You know, so Is this a downhill the, train. You're in the flywheel. No, it's just it's flat. Dude, you're on you're on the you're well, right here. I must. No, I'm, I'm okay. Anyway, but have no, you heard, have you heard of the flywheel? No, but I think it's, it's a similar same concept. That's the same concept, yeah. right? It's what is very that? Good slow at first. Yeah, very very slow at first. Yeah. But then after you get it going, it's like moves itself. Yeah, it just moves itself, and that's honestly what residual income is like. I don't make a ton off every single account. Like I make, you know, thirty dollars here, seventy five dollars there. I told you how much I was making on one deal. Like it's not very much. That is but, that residual though. That's but 60 every bucks? every six months when that policy renews or when that house renews in twelve months or whatever policy I write, whether it be commercial, whether it be vacant homes, because we do write vacant home policies. So if someone does buy a house and they're trying to flip it. That home doesn't need to have insurance, even Bang. though it's not occupied. 
Okay. So Investor Drive Nation can take it from this on. So is that a vacant policy? Is yeah. that different than hazard insurance? It's a vacant express. Yeah, it is different because hazard insurance. It's more intense, right? Hazard insurance, it's not occupied. There's no owner there. So if it's a vacant home and it's under construction, it's, uh, it's higher risk insurance. Okay, so that's a step over hazard insurance. Exactly. Well, but hazard insurance, like, that's kind of a broad definition. Hazard insurance is like everything's a hazard, right? Um, homeowner's insurance is when you live there. Like, you guys have homeowner's insurance. But vacant insurance is like it's we, – we write through a company called Vacant Express. Um, they're expensive policies because it's higher liability, right? If, if a home is vacant, more chances are not – like or higher, it's going to get broken into. Do people lie about it being vacant sometimes? Well, if they do money? lie and there's a claim, then it's not going to get – like it's mm, not going to go through. Nice. Okay, that's how they get. So, um, so about the residual. About though, residual what? though, every it, month you sell policies, it adds up, it accumulates. And you get paid every six months on your residual. If I write a six month policy, yeah, every okay, six months, so. and then uh, property policies twelve months, and then it just adds up, right? What, so, how much do you need? Okay, so. So what? What am I going to be content? That was the other question. Um, so usually books go by premium amounts, right? So like a homeowner's policy is like. Average in Utah is like six, seven hundred dollars. Um, premium. Right now, my book of business is one point three million. So I think I'll be content if my book reaches ten million. So that's I'll like be happy. premiums that you've written. Yeah, my total book of business is one point three bi- a million in premium. And if people Usually, leave you, it then you st- it goes down your book. Exactly. Okay. And the bigger you get, the harder it is to grow, right? So like if I if I envision in ten years having a ten million dollar book of business. I'll I'll need to have like six or seven employees oh, to really? just service that and okay. to manage that because and then get new people exactly because there is there is um yeah, people will always be there is changing, like retention right? differences and you know things like that but ten million is my goal have, what could, is that what does ten million equate to equate to well you get fifteen percent you get fifteen percent so it's ten about, million my earnings is about ten percent so it'd be a million a year I'd make a million I would make a million. A and year. I'd still be able to pay my employees. You would Out make of that a million. You would make no, a no, no, no. Uh, my take home would be a million because that's oh. not that's okay. That, that's assuming you keep making money every month. Yeah, that's assuming if I get. But if, you if didn't I have make, a ten million dollar book of business, okay. Um, could you buy a ten million dollar book of business? I don't think anyone would sell you that. You don't think anyone would sell if that? If anyone had a ten million dollar book of business, they would not sell you that. How much would that go for? Ten million dollars. Yeah. If someone paid like a sticker price, they'd be like, I got a $10 million book of business. I'm selling it for $10 million. They'd sell it to you for probably a million. Because that's what they're going to be making off of it, right? Like personally. You know well, what I mean? so They'd probably want to sell it for more than a million. Yeah, because they're going to they're gonna be making a million. Yeah, to be honest, I, I don't have an answer to that question. I don't know. That's, Think uh, about it. That's a. Uh, that's a steep book of business. Because I've heard somebody that bought a book of business from some dude because he retired. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, he started his ins- – that's what Dane Bowenkle said. He said that someone got an insurance business. He just bought the guy's book and just started taking over. Yeah, and there's business. a lot of companies that do that. Like Allstate will let you do that because they don't technically own their book. Like, so once I decided with American Family, after 10 years, um, I have basically stock in my accounts, right? So I, I will own a portion of my accounts. Right now, if I decide to leave – like I don't get any of that 1.3 for 10 million. Years. So once I sell for 10 years with AmFam, then I have a buy-in with them, right? So then if I decide to like leave or retire, then they'll pay me a it portion of my so accounts. probably so much money off of people leaving before 10 years. Probably. But the thing is, people leave before 10 years, they just give them to other agents, you know? So that's yeah. the one pro. But um, no, that, those are my goals, dude. 10 mil, um, which... How long do you think that would take you? 10 years? I don't know. At the rate right now with... I'm almost three years in. I'm at 1.3 million. So, think about that. I think five years? years. I think another, depending on if I can find some quality staff, which I'm looking to hire. So, if I can find some great people, um, good luck. I think, <laughs> I think in ten years I could be at 10 million. Because, like I said, the the bigger your book gets, like the more service the there is, and the harder it is to capitalize. So. Um, that's, that'd be my like goal. The bigger, and be the awesome. bigger it gets, the easier it is to have it grow, right? Yeah, because you do have additional premium. Like, oh, you get referrals your, too. Yeah, you get referrals, but there's also more service, right? Like, if there's an agent who has offices in like Idaho and Washington, his book's like six, seven million. You know how many inbound phone calls he gets a day? Thousand. He gets a hundred phone calls a day. Hundred. So think about that. So like, so if you're trying to write business, but you're getting a hundred servicing boy, phone calls, our buddy Jared could t- handle that. Yeah, let's hit up Jared. Our, our leads manager could let's handle hit up that Jared. No problem. 
But uh, no, dude. So well, dude, yeah. that's been that's really interesting. You know, it sounds like a grind. It's a grind, and I, I to be honest with you, there's days that it sucks, but most of the days, what like, keeps you going? Knowing I'm building something. His, yeah, his and, wife and his, his a, kid, it, Hudson, dude, and autonomy. <laughs> yeah. Like because I love being my own boss. Oh, dude, I I love not having to tell someone when I'm going in the office or when I'm leaving or PTO or this or that. Like, who cares? Because I'm going to show up and I'm going to do my job no matter what. I'm going to work hard, and I don't need to tell you. Autonomy is the word? That's a big word. Autonomy. Autonomy, I like that. That's why I got into this. And autonomy you. is, again, having the ability to. Having time. Having time. Autonomy. I've heard it, but I've never really. Autonomy. What it, the definition. It's freedom. Freedom. It's freedom. It's freedom. I like it. And uh, it's what if any if you guys get anything out of this, it's autonomy. Freedom. Autonomy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Investor Thrive Nation. I think we've gone. That's we've a wrap. Good, I think it's, it's a wrap. Um, so what what can we conclude from this, everybody? You need your why. Any business you get into is going to be a grind, um, and you got to work hard. If you need vacant insurance, hit me up. Jordan yeah, Weyburn. Exactly. So what we're going to do is we're going to put your contact info at the end of the description of this YouTube Would video. Would love to help you out. If you need a policy. Whether it's landlord policy, whether you're renting out a home, you just bought. Car. Car. Life. Home, umbrella. Auto, life. Business. Life. I'm about to that. get life. I was going to wait till I you know, had some kids. You need kid. to do it now because you're young nah, and it's going to be cheap. I'll be healthy always. You don't know that. <laughs> I might get life. We need to get you life. Yeah, How much is I would get, it's like, f- what, 15, 30 bucks a month? It depends, man. Life insurance is a whole different ballpark. Okay, well, you know? well anyway, hit him up. We're going to put Jordan Weyburn's, uh, his uh, his office, if you want to go see him. It's right on uh, 700 Yeah, we're in East. Sandy, Utah. Yeah. Okay, look him up. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. I hope this is even remotely good content for you to learn on how to improve your life through business and your personal life, you know. If That's why not, we're here. Leave us some feedback. We'd love to know. Yeah, leave us some feedback. Leave us some comments and then share this. You know, right now we're at 55 subscribers. Hopefully we can look at this in 10 years from now and laugh because we got 10 million subscribers. <laughs> yeah. Every policy hey. is another subscriber. Exactly. Could you imagine everybody, you know, that signs up for this as a subscriber, signs up for AmFam? That'd be great. Hey. I need five. a cut, though. Could I get a cut? No. Hey, thanks so much for having me, guys. Okay. Appreciate you guys. Bye.